comment. Comment you said is come? Common. Common. Common is the verb, but the <gasps> you could you could translate the yeah, entirety common. of here con Alex Wait, then, let's right? Do it. Hi, hi, hi. Here, here comes Alex. Here comes Alex. And I know. So here comes Alex. Let's see. That was also one of the most underrated songs on Guitar Hero it 3, really in my was. opinion. Oh, dude. Actually, I did find a bunch of really cool German, um, really cool German bands. German metal? Yeah. So I feel like that's a thing. Not even metal, just like cool indie German music. I really? found like a band that's very close to it. Basically they're the German Coldplay. Um, <laughs> Is that a good or a bad thing? I like it. Nice. Um, in einer Welt, in der, in der man nur, uh, nur noch lebt. So in the, in a world, uh, in a world in which in one, uh, in one only lives, damit man täglich Roboten geht. Okay. Damit man täglich Roboten geht is, um, uh, with which a man daily goes with a, a robot. Is die größte Aufregung, die es noch gibt. So, Aufregung is a word that I don't know. If you can just decipher what the general idea of the song is. I thought it was just, hey, Alex is coming over. I didn't think it involved robots or anything there, like that. It's so weird, though. Uh, maybe robotlich is, it's not, it's roboten, but that's, hmm. Is the gross, so is the greatest excitement... Alla Bandlich Frenze Build. So Frenze Build is TV, uh, TV like pictures. Okay. Jeder Mensch lebt wie ein Uhrwerk. So everyone lives like a clock. Wie ein Computer programmiert. Wie, like, like a computer program. Es gibt keinen, der sich dagegen wert. Um, there is nothing that which to, um, nothing that which against to struggle. Nur ein paar Jugendliche sind frustriert, and only a, only a few younger people are frustrated with this world. Then I'm Himmel die Sonne untergeht, so when the sun goes under heaven, beginnt für die Trugs der Tag. So basically, it sounds like some anti-establishment. Exactly, that's like uh, German Rage Against the Machine. No, it is. In kind in kleinen Banden sammeln sie sich, so they collect in small groups and they gain together to the wild. Hey, here comes Alex. Vorhang auf für seine Horrorschau. Oh. So here comes... Oh, this is about this is about A Clockwork Orange. A what? Do you know that movie, A Clockwork Orange? No. So A Clockwork Orange is a... Um, oh my God. That's insane. A Clockwork Orange is a movie by Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Um, it's also a book. It's also a very famous book. But basically, what it is is that... So Alex is the main character of this movie. So he and his friends nightly go out and they, they basically do a lot of really bad things like rape and steal and stuff okay. in the nighttime. And what this, what this song is saying is that they do those things because they're trying to fight against a sort of like social, uh, social clockwork. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I never realized. But really, they're just a bunch of de degenerates. Yes, yeah, no, they're a bunch of degenerate. They're a bunch of like horrible criminals. Huh. And it's it's obvious because they use the word drugs, and drug is a word that they use in a Clockwork Orange. It's um, I think it's an old Russian slang word for friends or for a group. Mm, today I learned. Yeah, me too. Auf dem Kreuz, auf dem Kreuz gegen die Ordnung und die scheinbar heile Welt. Celebrieren sie die Gewalt und Brutalität. Oh, wow. I, I um, assume there was a brutality in there. Brutality and Zerstörung is destruction. 
Ähm, erst wenn sie ihre Opfer leiden sehen, spüren die Befriedigung, es gibt nichts mehr, was sie jetzt aufhält in. Okay, that's really depressing. First, when they see the opera, unfortunately, spüren sie Befriedigung. So that's about the ending. So at the, in the ending of the movie, it, you'll, you'll have to watch the movie eventually. It's really dark. What happens is they take Alex, who's, who loves Beethoven, mm -hmm. and they force his eyes open. And then they force him to watch um, really horrible acts while also listening to Beethoven. Interesting. And so, and that's, Are they like associating horrible acts with Beethoven in his mind? I think they're trying to associate horrible acts with like... Um, with what not to do so that he doesn't do them anymore. Mm. I didn't realize this was, about, this was about a clockwork orange. Neat. I want to look up Robotim. Robots. I mean, yeah, you would think. Oh, Robotin is a verb, which means to work hard. Hmm. But robot, Robotin is also the word for robot. Are there multiple words with double meanings also in German? Um. There's a lot of words, yeah, lots of words, lots of German words have double meanings in how to use them. It's kind of like how in English there are words like that as well, like underline can mean to literally underline, but it can also mean like to accentuate or emphasize. So like, for instance, the word, the word erzählen means to narrate, but it also means to tell. Um, you can use it in different ways depending on your context. Yeah, there's a few that are just like very different. Like, and it depends on how you use the word, and it depends on in what context the word exists. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there you there you have it. If what a nice ever, language. If, if anyone ever asks you, because I remember, I remember Nick Nick used to talk to us about, it, and he was like, "Yeah, here yeah, comes Alex." He's literally super... here is Alex, or here comes Alex. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to episode 16 of the Actually Nothing Podcast. Aaron forgot to introduce the episode, so he had to enslave me, an innocent robot boy, to do it. Send help. Um, I have a, I have a lot of books in German that I'm reading, like just for practice. Mm -hmm. the, the last one that I read was called Todlicher Schnee, which means deadly snow. I know Schnee means snow because of a show that I watched. Which one? Uh, Ruby, that rooster teeth, one of the characters. Oh, I one of their family, the whole family line is after winter stuff. Oh. Their last name is Schnee. Schnee, yeah. Are you going to be practicing German now on your own time since it's, since you have some proficiency over it? Yes, yes. And so try to just keep it up? Basically, I just read. And, mm -hmm. um, sometimes I talk to, sometimes I talk to my friends from Middlebury in German. Um, but it really depends. I recall the German words rather, like, I can recall them quickly. It just, I need a minute to switch back into the German mm. because I'm so used to being in English now. Um, it was the opposite when I was in Middlebury. It was like we had we had used so much German that when I tried to use English, my English would be German syntax superimposed, or, yeah. Oh, over, yeah, yeah I get what you English mean. words superimposed on German syntax. So it's like because you've been so used to thinking of how to structure your yeah words that exactly, way. and I st I still do that sometimes here. Like for instance, sometimes I'll feel like I need to put the verb on the end, and that's that's all German syntax. Yeah. So like it would make it would make sense that to make you know yeah. like it would make sense to do that. Throwing the verb at the end of the sentence, I feel like would be a big cause for confusion. Yeah, especially it, for like first time learners. And it is because sometimes German like will throw five verbs at you and you have to figure out where they go. So like for instance, if you want to say like because I have much to do, it's like or because I have so much to do. 
weil ich zu viel zu tun habe. So that's two verbs. That's I have a lot to do. So literally it's because I so much to do have. The conjugated verb always goes on the end. Jeez. Ver verbs in general stay near the end as well. There's a few examples where like German, a German sentence will include five verbs in one sentence. And like, you just don't. You're just like, huh? <laughs> you're just like, what? And I mean, English will do that as well. We'll, we'll include five verbs in a single, in like a single sentence. And the verb has, each verb has different uses depending on where it is. Yeah. There's a fun saying. The saying is, um, When a fly flies behind a fly, then flies fly, and then... Is this one of those buffalo, 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 yes. buffalo things? I need to look up what... Which I still don't... I haven't actually looked up how to decipher that sentence. I don't either, man. So, the sentence is, Wenn fliegen, wenn fliegen hinter fliegen fliegen, dann fliegen, fliegen, fliegen nach. <laughs> so, fliegen's fly? Yeah. When a fly flies behind a fly, then a fly, then flies fly... In a row. Yeah. Oh, but fliegen is the same as in English. Like, it also means the insect yeah. and the act of yeah. soaring. Fliegen is a fliegen is a fly, and a fliegen hmm. is also to fly. Van fliegen hinter fliegen fliegen. See you. It's also interesting. Um, Krea is also a verb. Krea is also crow in German. Krea. Krayen. And a crayon is a tool that you use to color with. That's correct. <laughs> so... Crea is crow, or crayon is crow, but crayon is also to crow. So the same thing applies when crayon, when crayon, unter crayon, 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 crayon. Now, what up. would a crowbar be? A crowbar? Is there a bar? Is there a word for bar? It's probably kreibach. Kreibach. <laughs> it's brachstange. So brechts is generally the word that you use for like mechanical things. Mm -hmm. So when you have like tools, Brech is like a great word. So like, for instance, a sheet of metal is called a blech or a brech. Mm. But then when you, when you need to use a baking sheet, you have a bachblech. Bach it's a baking thing. Mechanical thing. Yeah, yeah tool. <laughs> But then there's also like the general word for a mechanical thing um, is gareta or gareta. So, so is there like, a gareitsblech? Yeah, you can have a gareitsblech. <laughs> It works. Like... A TV, computer, microwave, the oven, those are all Greta. They can all be Greta. Greta, yeah. Greta falls under the category of ding. Ding? Thing. Yeah. Just ding, ding is thing? Yeah, dinga is things, but that's not super Deutsch. When you want to use that word things, you'd use sacha. Sacha means things. It's just like a general thing. So when you were learning this form of German, is it like common everyday german or is it like this is um high deutsch um, so would that be the equivalent of like speaking very proper pre yeah. english yes it's like when immigrants learn english they learn like academic english yeah like the correct ways of using english and so when they master the english language they really master it because it's like they're learning the highest form of english mm -hmm. we're using lots of slang most so of the time conversational yeah. yeah yeah and so what we what we learn and what generally you learn in any sort of german class is high deutsch it's academic and it's like some of it is a little old altmodisch so, so like if you use this in germany i mean people would obviously probably understand you but would they be like oh this is kind of different than it would, how i normally speak it would depend Like on what I'm using. So, for instance, if I used, um, are you familiar with the case systems? 
I know what the cast systems are, but not, <laughs> not the case system. So like German has four cases. You have nominative, which is like, that is that. Okay. But then you also have accusative and that that's the direct object, the um, dative, and that's the indirect object. And then genitive. Genitive is something that it just expresses possession. And it's not necessarily, uh, it's not commonly used in German colloquial language anymore. Like, it's used, but it's all, but that's being replaced more and more by dative. Like you could say, that's my friend's chair. So my friend's chair, or you could also say, that's the chair of my friend or the chair f- oh, okay. from my friend is what you could also say in German. Speaking of German, I recently learned that Arnold Schwarzenegger's German is like really hillbilly-ish. Really? Oh, so he, he's from Austria though. Yeah. So it's like real countryside, rural, Uster, Uster, ac- especially his accent. Yeah. Because uh, apparently in the German dubs of Terminator, yeah. they wouldn't let him dub his own voice because it'd be weird to have the main character speak with a rural area accent. That's true. So they had to have somebody else dub his own voice for his parts. Really? Yeah. Huh. But I watched a, I watched a couple of videos of him doing interviews yeah. in German. And his voice is exactly the same, just with German words. It's still... <laughs> so, like, when I, yeah. I was watching it, it was kind of like my brain was at a dissonance because I was like, I'm expecting to hear English words coming out of him, but it's just... I nah, want to still, the, still. I think that's the thing about his voice, though. It's like it's iconic because of that weirdness, yeah, and it's iconic because of that sound he makes. But he could have totally like weaved in English at some point, and I wouldn't have realized it because <laughs> it's still so strange. Apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, but rumors are that he uh, had to have, or he does at some point use like a a speech vocalist coach to maintain his accent. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, especially when that that accent of his is so like you know you can Thick, mon- you can you know. monetize it too. What if it's like he actually can speak perfect regular English and he does normally, but whenever he goes out in public, he has he to puts it on. He puts it on. He's yeah, like a to constant totally actor. Trick people. Yeah, honestly, but like behind closed doors, he's just like God. I hate using that accent. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that? Yeah, that's like the reverse of. What I said when you have to raise <laughs> when you raise a child with a, a completely fake accent, That's and then true. you just suddenly speak to them with regular English. That's true. <laughs> I like hearing people from the UK try uh, like copy the American dialect because it makes a lot of sense for whatever reason. Like yeah. they're so good at making that dialect. Like happen. um, like I always forget that uh, John Boyega, Star Wars Finn. Oh, he's he's. he's I thought he was American. No. Nope, he's he's British. That's, but that's also like Hugh Laurie as yeah. well. well. You watch enough House and you would expect him yeah. to be like a natural English, like American English speaker, but no. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, he's also he British. He is too. His is on point, though. His English is so good. Or his American English, sorry. And yeah. then uh, Benedict Cumberbatch too. Yeah, but Benedict Cumberbatch uses his, like, his UK English in, he used it in what? What's that show that he had? Doctor Strange? No, no. The show. Where he played uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. Sherlock. God. Oh, my God. I didn't watch any TV yeah, I mean, while, I was in, while I was in Middlebury. And so, like... Oh, yeah. Was all the media and that stuff that you were consuming also in German? Yeah. So, so, actually, I didn't listen to any American music while I was there either. I listened solely to classical music and then also to German, like, whatever music I could find. Did you change the language setting on your phone to I, German? I did, actually. Nice. And I got really used to using it. 
I had to change it back because I, I had to take directions from here to my to another place. Oh. <laughs> and I wasn't about to use Google Maps in German. <laughs> like I can, but it's I don't not want very to. Efficient. Especially if I'm like if I'm in a rush and I've got to get somewhere, yeah. it's like I'm not gonna use I'm not gonna use German like Google Maps. <laughs> the worst is like when you wanna switch your whole phone back, you have to do like a few things separately. So Siri goes separately. I'd be in a bind where like I'd ha- I'd wanna ask Siri, Oh, what song is this? And then I would ask it in English and she'd be like, Leide, ich habe keine Antworten. And it's like, like, Siri, please, like, please let me have this because this, I want to know. Does Siri have an is. accent too when you change it? Yeah. Uh, hold on. And you can ask things to, uh, you can ask things to Siri in German. And it's not like a, it's a pretty, she's pretty good at understanding all of it. And she's got that Deutsche accent. Let's see. Where is it? Okay. Okay. Let's see if we can ask it a question. I mean, I tr- I changed my navigation voice to Arnold if I could. Yeah, me too. I would really love to change my navigation voice to something a lot funnier, like ah, turn left, turn right, <laughs> arrive at your destination very soon. Honestly, like that, or maybe like Christopher Walken, or oh, turn left. Yeah, oh, at the street, a hundred feet away from you. Oh no, you missed it. Honestly, I'd love that. Or like. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Or some sort of like Tony Soprano type of person. <laughs> okay, wait, let's see. Hello Siri, wie geht's? Ausgezeichnet, danke der Nachfrage. Ooh. Yeah. She said, I'm doing amazing. Thank you for the, oh, thank you for for the question. I was definitely expecting asking. a more robot sounding voice for Siri, but I forget that Siri just speaks like a regular human. Which Siri's is pretty smooth. Kind of interesting. There's a there's a video where they ask Alexa like Alexa what's cupcake in German and she goes cupcake in German is cupcake <laughs> it's just deeper and a little more sexy Sensual. yeah like sexy Alexa are there words in German that people have just decided to use English words instead like tagal tagalish oh like taglish or English is kind of just baked in into the language sometimes oh, there's there's i don't know if there's too much danglish like like i mean there are a bunch of cognates that are very like close to english i mean computer is one of them yeah computer well or, that's true i didn't think about it i forgot that the languages are so similar that it's like it would almost be pointless to try to switch some words but i also think that some words like are definite um are definite ad- adoptions they're called um Oh, there's a specific word for these adoptions. <laughs> there's a specific word for words that uh, German has that are taken from other languages. Okay. So, for instance, the word etage means um, means floors, but like etage is a French word, and so you would pronounce it the same way that the French would pronounce etage. Mm-hmm. Or another good example is like I don't know poster. It's das poster, but mm-hmm. you would you you'd pronounce poster as poster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a few more that just are interesting. My favorite word has to be the word for cell phone. Which Germans is? don't use cell phone, although you can and they'll understand it. They use oh. the word handy. Handy? Yeah. Mein cell phone is mein handy. <laughs> that takes on a very different, yes, it does. different meaning in regular <laughs> in American English. Yes, it does. Wow. Get me a meine handy. <laughs> <laughs> are there any sounds that are absent in German? Like, you know how. Like in Japanese, there's no L. Oh. Um, or all the phonetic sounds the same, and they just add more stuff. It's more that English doesn't doesn't use these uh, rules. Oh. It's like 
you get really used to pronouncing all of your W's as V's. Yeah. Okay. Um, you also get really used to pronouncing any word with S as sh. So like for instead instance, of S-C-H. yeah, yeah. As the sh sound yeah. instead of only S. And then you also get super used to J as Y. So the word young is J U N G and you pronounce that young. And that's where we get the word young. And then there's also one more. There's w- the letter Y. Um, the letter Y is pronounced oo. It's for oopsalon. Just Y? Yeah, so the letter Y is oo. Yeah. Yeah, so stereo two. How do they... What's Z? Z. Okay, so it's closer to Z. Yeah, basically Z. And then I don't think there's a letter X. You you hardly there's ever no see... There's no sound. There's no sound. Well, I think there is a sound for it, but we hardly used the letter X while we were there. I can't remember any specific word with the letter X that I had seen. Um, so it's, that probably points to that letter or that character not being used too often. Mm. Yeah. But so, and then there's also at set. So, you know, have you ever seen the big, B, the big B looking character? Uh, oh yeah. 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 yeah it yeah. looks like a big letter B. It has a little line. tail. That's thing. right. That's right. That's called yeah. an at set. Okay. And basically that's just, that's, that's just two S's in a row. Oh yeah. But it looks like a B. Yeah. It looks like a big B. It's just easier to write. Yeah. So there's a few of those things in German that are like, they don't exist in English. You saying that W is a V sound yeah. makes more sense to me, but in English we call it W when it's two, two Vs, Vs instead of yeah. two Us. Yeah, English is kind of fucky, you know? Like, yeah. a lot of English shouldn't work. And I've I've heard a lot of differing opinions about how easy or how difficult English is. I think, like, when you're trying to acquire English... It's not terribly difficult, although the rules are different. Yeah. For us, it doesn't... I mean, we take all of it for granted because we learned yeah, it so we young. Yeah, up with it. So. Yeah, and, and then we're also using so much slang. And that's another thing about English is that English uses so much slang. Is that a unique thing to English? I have no idea if it's unique, but I, I recognize that whenever I'm speaking to people, like, I use so many idiomatic phrases or so many, like, you know, just slangy phrases or slangy, like, things. Yeah. And that works. Like, that works because everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you try to use it with somebody who just learned English, it's like, eh, they probably don't get it that much. Yeah, because because they have different meanings. When I was in Italy, I, I remember trying to explain lots of slang to these Japanese students. And, like, it was weird because they knew the words themselves, but they didn't, they didn't recognize, well, they hadn't recognized before that you could use the words in this sort of way. Yeah. It was funny because when we were in, uh, when I was in Middlebury, frequently we would try to use, like, English phrases, but in German. Mm-hmm. So, like, did it translate well? Well, you, they translate, but it's not like you. It's not like you can use them in the same way. Yeah. So, my favorite one was the word for um, run is laufen. Yeah. And when you conjugate it, it becomes läuft. And so, you can ask someone like wie läufst, and wie läufst means like literally how runs it. And it's kind of like it's not an American phrase, but yeah. it, it's close. It's very close to like. How's it going? Uh, or like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Like a very slangified version of it. And we'd called all those dumb little things Middlebury Deutsch. Like creations that we had made by translating something from English to German and then using the slang English it's as like, a German it's phrase. like putting it in a Google Translate. No, and then totally like that. Doing it again. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones that we had used where we had basically just run it through. Like, it kann nicht is like such an English phrase, an English idiomatic phrase to use. It connect is I cannot, mm-hmm. I can't like, Oh, I cannot with you. Like, that's, oh, yeah. 
you know, that's such an, that's such an I idiom just here. I just can't. Like, oh my God, I can't. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even. It kind of nicked even, hmm. you know, so it's like, that doesn't necessarily go yeah. in German. That's another fun thing is so when something works, you say es geht. Uh, and that means it goes. So like, and, and so, so like it works. Yeah, it works. Like, uh. oh, that functions. But saying es geht is better than saying es funktioniert. Es funktioniert is, bi- is a little more like technical. Yeah. When you say like es funktioniert, it's like, oh, this word functions here correctly or this computer functions correctly. Oh, okay. But when you say es geht, it's like anything can Goes, gate. Yeah. yeah. I see. Anything works. If we listen back to this and we're wondering why we're just talking about language stuff, it's because you came back from... Actually, we said this on the last one too, where it was like, we're back, and then it's been like a month and a half of silence. Well, we've been, this has been like, well, we just had a lot two, of stuff going on. This is like two months. I've been away for two months recently, and I'm fine. I'm finally getting back and into my, like, into a routine with living now in, yeah. back in Illinois. Middlebury's program is insane. They called it Sauberberg, which is uh, Magic Mountain. It's also a book by Thomas Mann. Um, but, it's, it really is a magic mountain of sorts because like you're up there, like you're only in a small town. You can't travel very far. Middlebury is so like isolated from most things. It's an hour away from the nearest big city. And that big city is like really a small town. Not even that big. Burlington is great, but it's also super small. And it's also in Vermont, which by itself just has nothing in it. We, we lived like in the, in the vicinity of, um, of a bunch of farms. Basically, here's Middlebury, yeah. and then around Middlebury is a bunch of, like, a fuck ton of farmland. And, like, man, every Friday they would lay new manure, and so it would just waft. Ugh. It would just, I like, like a big cloud of shit smell. It just would waft onto the campus, and there'd be no escaping it. Oh, yeah. The I'm most, used to that. That happened at U of I, too, because it's farmland. The, but the thing with Middlebury is that, for whatever reason, this very expensive institution, like, so... I say very expensive because for a liberal arts college, kids pay 50K a year to attend oh. for a, an undergraduate liberal arts college. Okay. It's insane. And for whatever reason, they don't have air conditioning. Ugh. They have air conditioning in the new buildings, but like, so I, I lived in a suite and my suite seemed relatively new. It was nice. It was mm-hmm. like a hotel. But for whatever reason, we didn't have any air conditioning in the individual rooms. And so you were basically forced to keep the window open the entire time. But then, then you just, have to let the smell in. Yeah. And so you'd let the smell in. And there's no escaping it unless you like closed your window and then just like sweated your way through it. Or you could breathe through your mouth, but then you'll taste it. <laughs> oh God. And then I don't want to be a mouth breather. Uh, yeah. I, I like take pride in the fact that I don't do that. I like using that as an insult. Recently. It really is. I a, just call people mouth breathers. It's a pretty good insult. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like harmless enough to be okay, but also it kind of stings. Yeah. Like you have to think about it for a second. If somebody called you a mouth breather, you'd be like, wait, what? It's like, oh shit. Like, sorry. Insulted me, I think. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like using second tier person. Like second tier person. Yeah, just instead because of like second rate or second tier person. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> a person that you keep on your outskirts on, on the outskirts of your life, but you keep them around because Ooh, like, that's why pretty not? good. Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, you're a real tier three right now. <laughs> I'm a t- oh, dude, tier three is like <laughs> tier three is like I don't want to hang out with you, but we we've, we've been acquainted for so long. Tier two is like. I kind of need you because you do good things for me. But I'd prefer to not have your presence around. Yeah, but I'd rather not hang out with you too often sort of of thing. Wow, shout out to those people. (laughs) Also, fun fact, when people try to learn English, apparently the Midwestern accent is the most desired 
because it's Why? the most neutral accent. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like Southern accents. I love the Southern are, accent. Like you'd understand it, but they're a little too much twang on it to be probably understood by the majority of people. Honestly, like the Southern accent to me is so attractive. I don't know what it is. Like it's it's probably Kelby, but like. <laughs> yeah, but, that makes but sense. I, but also like it's. It just sounds kind of nice. Yeah. And like it has a nice rhythm to it. And that's what I like about yeah. it. When I think of the Midwestern accent, I think of the color beige. Beige? Um, Why is that different than like West Coast or East Coast? Well, beige is just like a neutral color. And it's just like, here it is. It's not. It's not <laughs> oh, you mean literally like the color represents yeah, it's, Midwest? It's like, it's not incredibly exciting. But here it is. It's also the color of wheat, which is that's true everywhere. So that probably is grounded in reality a little bit. Yeah, the very exact image I'm thinking of is my family's old Ford Windstar van. Wow, that's that was as specific colored. as it gets. Have you seen the Ford Windstar? No. It's about as mom van as you can get. Okay. It's like it's more mom than the Honda Odyssey at this point. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you. The wait. Honda Odyssey is the mom van. It is the mom van. But honestly, it's super trash. <laughs> wait, here you go. Oh, it's so fat. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so fat. And it's a lovely vehicle. But okay. It, yeah, but it that's looks pretty... like a. It definitely looks like a submarine sandwich <laughs> turned into a car, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I envision the Midwest is this great beige Ford Windstar that my family used to own. You ever wonder why it's called the Midwest and not like Mid East instead? Uh, I, I assume that it's because when they were expanding outwards from the east, the east was not then known as the east, and rather the center. The center. And so finding Illinois as the Midwest is more about, we have no idea how far this land goes. So this so, is probably the middle. Uh, you know, it's good enough, I would true. say. Yeah, because Midwest accent, it's still the same when you go over to California. Yeah, But East true. Coast, they have slightly different things. Yeah. East Coast accent wasn't too different. It's a little more sharp than, yeah. um, you know, than the Midwest accent. The Midwest accent is... Um, See, it's hard because we I, speak it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we do speak it, and I don't, I can't necessarily figure out how my Midwestern accent sounds. Me neither. I don't think our Midwestern accents are exactly too sharp. I think they're pretty neutral. It probably varies slightly the more far away you go to. That's but that's true. like when people accuse us of having the Chicago accent, like our I don't A's think I have two. a Chicago neither accent. Neither do I. Really. I don't think, I think it's like a, jokey stereotype thing that really I, i've heard exist. some people who definitely have that chicago accent like yeah yeah just it's like, like almost rolling into like vowels. a brooklyn although as i've learned from my dad and also a linguist that i had met that chicago accent comes from uh comes from the port cities. so all the cities that were built around lake michigan mm -hmm. all those cities have a similar accent because they're all in port cities and because the movement and the travel between these port cities uh, had a, a language that or dialect that traveled with it, and then it just meshed all together. Yeah, and then you get and that. then you got Minnesota by itself that, that somehow is. turned into Canada. Well, I mean, its proximity many. to Canada makes sense. Canada light. Yeah, basically, it is Canada light. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day because I was watching clips of Avatar, and at the beginning of Legend of Korra, they use a transatlantic accent. Oh yes, I love that and accent. You, you know it's, how it's, it's like it was artificially created to make radio more interesting and stuff. Really? Yeah. I didn't so know that. The transatlantic accent is not present in any day-to-day, -day, like, speaking. Not yet, it's not. Anywhere. And uh, 
For anybody who doesn't know, the transatlantic accent is the radio like, hmm, and today, like, yeah. if you ever think of the old, like, 20s radios type. They like, imagine radio in black and white. Yeah. So if we were like, way. welcome to episode 17 of the Actually Nothing podcast. It's yeah. like, it's like that kind of or really like, exaggerated. Or like the introduction to Citizen Kane. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exist in regular, unless we forced it. That's our new charge for this next school year, everyone. One of the things that I try to, I, I want to try to do is, uh, I like, I'm trying to use bruv, bruv instead oh, of bruv. bruv. Yeah, that's, hey, bruv. that's nice. I like yeah. bruv. It's got a, it, it feels a little warmer. Yeah. Than perhaps like bro, bro. I really, bro is kind of annoying. Hey man. bruv. Hey bruv. I like using Deuteronomy now. Like the the Bible book, yeah, like like Deuter, but Deuter? Deuteronomy, <laughs> Deuteronomy, yeah, yeah, like D U D E, yeah, Deuteronomy. yeah, D U D E R Deuteronomy. Oh, that's pretty good. What's up, Deuteronomy? <laughs> that could be like a like one of those Bible Man characters. <laughs> oh my god, dude, Bible Man was lit. He was so buff too. Was I couldn't it, believe yeah, it. why was he so shredded, dude? Shredded for the Lord, body of Christ, right? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> He also had that yellow lightsaber that I couldn't really understand. Yeah, well, you had the action figure, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you had to attack me like that on the podcast. I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying you had the sick Bible Man action figure. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty sweet. Yeah. It was the light of Christ's sword. <laughs> yeah. The swords of revealing light. <laughs> That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Fuck. That's correct. That's exactly right. Uh, Do you still have all, your, all of your uh Oh, yeah, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh I'm keeping cards? them because... If one day, if they don't have significant value on them, then I just want to keep it because I'm like, yeah, this is a large part of my childhood. I've kept, um, I think I've only kept three of those cards like that I plan to keep. It's like, do you remember the Air Knight Parsath? Yeah. Well, I remember the name because it's so weird, but. It was uh, that weird horse thing with feathers. This is a a winging episode. We haven't done this in a while, so we can do whatever we want. And then they also did the Dark Knight Parsath, and that was the one where the card was like raised a little bit, and you could touch the texture. Oh, yeah, those yeah. weird texture ones. And then I also have a Dark Magician Girl that I'm just keeping. Same. Yeah. It's one of those special ones that's only holographic on the picture and not on the name itself. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rare. The super rare. Super rares. Yeah. Wow, what a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly never played that game correctly either. No, like, I'm pretty sure we totally made up the rules <laughs> as we played along. And also, my decks always consisted of just... Me shoving in as much of the cool-looking holographic cards as I could because I was like, these ones look the coolest, so they these have ones, to be the best. Yeah, and then and then once you get into, like, Dan got into, like, card building yeah. with, like, with especially with the Yu-Gi-Oh! game on the phone, uh-huh. um, it's like card building and deck building was really important. Yeah. And then once that started going on, I was like, I don't want to play this now. <laughs> I, I just wanted to collect the cards and get the cool pictures. I just want the shiny pictures. That's that's all of what my card collecting was about. It, yeah. Even Pokemon was just about collecting We'll see, cool but pictures. at least we tried to play the Yu-Gi-Oh card game, whereas Pokemon, oh I only collected the cards because I liked the cards. I, yeah. I think I might have played it all of like one time ever properly. Do you, do you remember that one? There was a one time when we were in, um, we went to Sunday school. Or was it? You, it was um, children's church. Okay. And when we were kids, and and Tita Butch had like a long thing to say about like Pokemon. He called them pocket monsters, and he was like, "Why would you want a monster in your pocket?" <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. I remember this distinctly because I was like, "Oh wow, that sounds insane! Why would you want that either?" <laughs> That's just a literal translation yeah. in Japanese. But then I figured out what it, it was, and I'm like, pocket. "What are you talking about?" Yeah, but That's so that, that was a. 
There's a few moments from church that like that really have like burned etched their <laughs> mem- uh, etched like into my brain. Oh. It's that there's that one time where Tito Remy had given us video games for whatever reason. Really? Do you remember the do you remember why that like happened? Like a Christmas thing or something? It was when you had gotten Mojo. Okay. Oh yeah, I do yeah. remember. But yeah. that game was awesome. I thought you gave me that game. No, no, Tito Remy gave you that really? game because I got Mark Davis Pro Bass Challenge. <laughs> That's the, the best, best game. game ever created. It, like, you know, eventually everyone's going to uh, have to play that game. There's a part where when you're fishing for this bass, sometimes you'll get really lucky and you'll catch a dark shadow. Ooh. Yeah. And that thing is crazy. Pro it's like, bass challenge. as soon as it, as soon as you hook it, you get a, like a ripping guitar let's solo. Do a, let's do a stream. I'll find an emulator and we'll play it. Please. I really wanted to do like an like one of those. Mojo, though. I oh wanted to do like the truck emulator for a long like time. Like one of those driving simulator games. I don't know why. They, oh, they apparently look really in dumb. Germany and in lots of parts of uh, Europe, the simulator games are super popular. Really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. It's like farming simulators, like one of the best one, selling things. One of my like one of my best friends in Middlebury, Dave, had um he had an game? older he had an older simulated game that but but it was really cool. It was like building building trains and cities. So it's like, uh, what's the one? It's like SimCity. <laughs> Basically like SimCity except without people. Oh. And so like you build, uh, you build train, you build like trains and you get to, you get to like upgrade the type of train you're using oh. or the types of car you're using. And you, you had to figure out how to go, like how to bring goods from one area to the next area. I see. Yeah. See, but the thing about the simulator games is that they're so accurate to real life that it's almost like, why, <laughs> why, why are you like driving simulators? Like, you're okay. You could just do this in real life. Yeah, but you know, in the simulator, you could also answer the call of the void. Yeah, but the whole purpose of the simulator is to be as accurate to real life as possible. Well, so. why, why would you just not do the regular? No, then, thing, I, then if I wanted to answer the call of the void, then I just play like GTA or something. That's true. Yeah, but but Maybe isn't it I, better? Isn't it better to have like a more accurate representation so that when you answer the call of the void, you get that cathartic feeling? Now it's kind of like ah, uh, yes. It's like I've done it. I guess. Yeah. I suppose. I've never played a simulated game though. Neither have I. I've watched a lot of playthroughs of it, and like, see, that doesn't that doesn't a, sound cool. Like, this is a thing. I've watched a lot of playthroughs of simulated games. Just like I think of you watching somebody <laughs> playing like the car simulator, and I just sit down and watch it. I'm just like, yep, they're uh, <laughs> they're simulating driving a car. Here it is. In, uh, <laughs> Here's what I've been waiting and for, I'm, and I'm watching it. Honestly, I've really wanted to get on the the whole idea of streaming horror games. Not that, not that it's an original idea. I'll, I'll do it, but with other people. I, that's, I, I can't yeah. do that alone. Well, I mean, we did, the, only, we did the I would Doki only do Doki that Literature together. Club one. Yeah, but to be fair, I also knew what was happening because I had already seen it prior. But even then, it was still freaky. Yeah, you know. But I like, get a VR set. Let's do. I remember. Ones. Oh my god, ah, uh, that's that might be a little too heavy, but <laughs> we'll see. I remember that I had tried playing Amnesia with a few of my with uh, a oh. few of my friends a couple of years ago. We had turned off all the lights in the house, and it was like midnight. And I'm like, oh, crap! Like, I can't do no, this. I got it. Has to be like day, middle of the day, lights on, many people around me. Dude, I played Bioshock when I was a kid in the middle of the day, and I was freaked. Bioshock out. as a kid would probably be freaking me out. Yeah. I mean, but as a kid, there were a lot of dumb things that freaked me out. Yeah, like the Aladdin game that scared me, which is getting a I, remake. So I want to know if they have the freaky like Jafar face and stuff right, that I showed right. you. For for the uninitiated, there's a part in that game where like basically when you die, Jafar's face yeah, like goes, pops and out and at and you, like, and that and that really speaks more to just your like how how many jumps like those jump scares you get 
you know, you it were didn't always desensitize me or anything. I just made me more scared of jump scares. I, yeah, that's the thing is you've been getting jump scares your entire life. I know. It all started, I swear, when your when your sisters yeah. had shown you that one Fuck maze that video thing, and it just scarred you. It was, no, it wasn't the maze video. It was a video where it had a picture of a room, and it was one of those ones that was like try to find try to spot the difference. Yeah. So it would try to it would flip like a picture back and forth, and then and then I was like. Oh yeah, I can I can spot the differences, and then one frame was just a really I remember it because it was it was a face. It wasn't like the uh, the Exorcist face that they used. It was just like a random screaming face, but the eyes were black, and then the colors were all negative, and it was a black background, and then the face was like a weird blue tint. Oh, of course, and it the, has scre- to be. the scream was really loud, obviously, but that was probably what terrified me for the rest of my life of I, I got got by one of those recently and I was really mad <laughs> really about you it. got by a screamer yeah well just like I was watching this dumb video and it looks pretty it looks pretty benign and then I, I watched it and I was like so mad that I had been got <laughs> by that stupid jump scare I thought they like kind of fell out of fashion after the mid-2000s I mean yeah they're like a relic but yeah. I mean people people live in that era I think the well. last one that I was got by was I was watching some maple story video that was like, here's how to duplicate your items. It was totally harmless looking video, probably like a thousand views. I was like, yeah, I want to do this cause I play maple story. And then it was like a scary clown. It wasn't even a fast one. Like the JPEG of the clown was small and then it like zoomed in and then, but it still scared me. I remember cause I was in my mom's room and I jumped out of the room and I oh, ran out. Classic, classic. <laughs> Speaking about though, us being absent for a while how much like shit has happened in the last two months honestly i have no idea like how much i've missed i mean like the hong kong stuff that's right on yeah and then brexit's really reaching a boiling point right now yeah didn't they do something today uh it was like either yesterday or today i i don't know all the details about it because i briefly skimmed over it but whenever i think of like historical events like world war ii and I don't know, other stuff like that happening. It always seems like it's such a, like, really distant thing and modern day is, like, just a regular everyday occurrence. But there are definitely things that are going to be in the history books that are happening right now. How how old is too old for the draft? I don't know. That was one of the things that I was wondering because I was like, if the whole Hong Kong stuff goes to total shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't speak for whether or not it would trigger, like, a a massive war, but I don't know. It's like a possibility, right? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, like all of the tension in the e- between the EU, America, and China is, isn't great. Do you know the whole thing about going? What's going on with Hong Kong and China? I know there's lots of protesting. Yeah. So basically, the idea of it is that there's an extradition bill that's going on, and yeah. what that means is that China could basically pull anyone from Hong Kong and try them under law from China. Really? Instead of Hong Kong's... Oh, because they're separate. Yeah. That's right. Because up until this point, Hong Kong has been recognized as its own area, separate from mainland China. But China wants this bill to go through that says that they can try Hong Kongers under Chinese law, which if that goes through, like on an everyday occurrence, they won't just pluck people out, right? Yeah. But the implication is that if this does happen then it gives China the power to do that yeah. and possibly run through with it. Yeah. So that's why everyone's pissed. Understandably so. I mean, yeah. Um, Cause what, you know, like what's preventing them from just like accusing somebody of something happening and then doing that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the other thing is that like 
they were supposed to have their autonomy up until I think like 2047. Yeah. But this is happening very early. 20, 30 years sooner than it's supposed to. So that's also yeah. why people are really upset about it. But this is like serious historical stuff that's happening right yeah. now. And it didn't occur to me until like a couple of days ago that I was like, Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, these are events that people will be taught about. Brexit's going to be taught about for sure at some point. I think once we have the ability to look back and to analyze, like there'll be a lot of connections drawn between like Brexit, like the way the U S is right now, especially the yeah. rise of like nationalism or not even national. Yeah. I would say nationalism, yeah, it's pretty like, nationalism. Really vehement nationalism and like the right of like more right wing politics yeah. in a bunch of different countries. It's not just America. It's like it's I mean, happening like all over the place. I, I mean, Brexit is one of those it is one of those places where it's like, you know, it's super obvious. Yeah, Brazil's kind of fucked right now because I guess they yeah. got a new president and there's all the burning Amazon stuff. Yeah, that's also a big issue too. Just for the record, we're going to speak about this stuff like not politically affiliated at all. Yeah, and this also, is just from an objective point of view that and, it's like this stuff is happening and also. It's very depressing. Yeah, super yeah. depressing. Especially, like, the Amazon thing is really depressing. I don't know. I always get the sense that, like, it's really easy to feel powerless against the scale of how bad things are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everything seems so large. And, like, you know, you're you're one person who goes to work and, like, comes back, tries to make things happen for themselves. Yeah. And at the same time, like, these large processes happen that you have no control over. And they just happen outside of your, uh, they happen outside of you as a person and you basically exist as an unimportant, somehow affiliated part of that process. Yeah. That's like you're a drop in the bucket, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel like a lot of the people with malicious intent in positions of power are kind of relying on yeah. like a, like a bystander effect. Yeah. And that's like, it's important that you don't get trapped into that sort of like bystander effect because yeah. it's important that we stay active, but also like, man, I think I think a lot of Ameri- a lot of people just want to like just want to work and live. Yeah, pretty much. You know? I'd say that's the majority of people. Yeah, nobody's like there's a couple of people at the top that are really fucking it over for a bunch of other like the regular people. Yeah, and so like it's it's like it's easy as long as you keep people who want to work and live working and living. I mean, you don't have very much to worry about. Yeah, I read a pretty interesting thing. I don't remember what the theory was called, but there's like an idea where the majority of people, the mass of people are content with things kind of going to shit and mm. not doing anything about it until their bottom line of how they live their everyday life is starting to be affected. Yeah. So it's sort of like everything around us is going to shit until like we have issues going to work or like your income or something is affected. And then that's when everybody starts to get upset and starts yeah. taking action. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, a matter of getting people to act before that bottom line is affected. Yes. But you totally. know, that's difficult. Also, I was thinking about how these events are happening, but there's really no precedent for how they're occurring because now that we're in the age of information, like even like World War II and stuff, that was in a total different area or yeah. era and things don't spread as quickly as they do now. Yeah. So it's kind of wondering like, I don't know, how is that going to affect world events? If they're going to blow over way faster because everybody can be aware of them much quicker. Or, or I don't know, are they going to use that age of information against us? Which they do, because, you know, like propaganda and stuff gets spread real quick. I think one of the biggest issues is that there's so much information sometimes. And oh, like, yeah. It's really easy to, like, 
you know, when bad news comes out and you have enough power and clout, you can just like basically flood the market with more other types of news so that it doesn't get important. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really sad, but like one, one thing to always think about is like when someone does something like somebody who has power or has influence does something really silly or does something like outrageous, you know, it's always important to think about how, what type of implications this has, like why now? And like, oh, what yeah. what could possibly be happening that that this sort of silly thing is trying to draw attention from? Yeah, you know, because it's really easy to cherry pick information and then have that be the sole focus while leaving other yeah. things on. Because like, um, even with the Amazon stuff, they said it's been burning for like upwards of three weeks now. I think yeah. before it became big news, and it's like, oh well, we didn't know about it while it was happening, and then we were just blissfully unaware. Yeah. Anyways, do you have a happier conversation? Uh, this school really started. Dark. That's like <laughs> that's even more sad for some people. For me, because for oh, yeah, us, because well, we're not even in school. Yeah. Well, what are your back to school tips, Aaron? <laughs> oh yeah, we said that was going to be the the theme, right? And welcome to the episode. welcome to episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll find ways to cut this and make it more comprehensive. Oh please, this I think it's as comprehensive. Well, as we're it needs we're to we're be. just uh we're just rambling because we're getting back into the swing of it. Like we this said. is the, this is this the this is the fun episode where yeah we just do whatever because why not? Yeah, we can we're allowed to do this. They can't people can't tell us what to do. This yeah, is our podcast. You know my mom. Back to school tips. Yeah, what are your back to school? Tips? Are we <laughs> are we gonna, are we gonna give tips back to school for uh for in general for for college since we that was our most recent thing. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's go in general. In general? Let, we, let's go in general, and then we can go a little bit more like. Okay, uh, in general, um, if you have a locker buddy, <laughs> okay, be friends with your locker buddies. Yes, because if you don't have enough room in your locker, you can be like, "Hey, can I store some stuff in your locker?" Hmm. Yeah, that's what I did. Sometimes my books were too big and my backpack wouldn't fit, so I could only fit my backpack. I'm like, "Can you put my books in your locker for a little bit?" Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I if I had a locker buddy in high school. I was fortunate enough to always actually have my locker buddies be just my regular friends too. Okay. I don't think I had a locker buddy. I think I had people that I associated near my locker because we had a similar last name. Mm -hmm. And so like we were buddies because we basically saw each other at the same time every day. Uh, Those are simpler times though. I remember like I feel a bit nostalgic over like you know, the bell would go out and then you go to your locker and you'd see the same people. All and the then time. and then you would try and find your friends afterwards so you could all walk out together and like hang out while everyone got picked up by their parents. Well, I remember running from one end of the building to the other because we only had like two minutes in between each class period to get to the next That's class. That's true. It was kind of bullshit. I think we had four. Four minutes between classes and sometimes I'd be like on one I'd be on the opposite side of the school. Although it's not like it was a huge school. Yeah. It's not like in in college, like there'd be times where you'd be running across campus in ten minutes because you booked your classes incorrectly, and like yeah, oh, that that was, sucked. I think I did that for an entire quarter one time, and it was really bad. You just had to really quickly run or try to catch a bus or something. Well, I, I would just tell the professor like I got to leave right at the bell, or maybe a little bit earlier because I have to, I have a class to catch right afterwards. Oh, there's a there's a good tip. Go to go to class. Just go to class. Yeah, that was going to be my tip: is go to class. Especially for the new collegers. Yeah, that's a big mistake that a lot of people make. Even those easy blow-off classes, it's still probably... If at the very least the attendance check doesn't get you, then go just for the sake of being able to know what's up to date. Honestly, like, I don't know. It's kind of fun to know stuff. Like, yeah, acquiring knowledge is great. 
That's one of the things I try to do every day is I try to learn something new, regardless of how pointless or tiny it is. And what did you learn today? Uh, All the German stuff that you've been teaching me. True. That's a lot of information. I did a lot. You did me a lot of learning today. A lot of learning. Mm -hmm. What about you? What did you learn today? Um, I've been writing my paper and just learning about Russian music. Are you going to start writing your paper in half German because you've been so used to it? That's a problem. Like <laughs> if I keep, if I use too much German. So when I was in Middlebury and I would write emails, I would be, I would write, there'd be two issues of writing English words in German syntax, but then also mixing English and German words up. So you'd get Danglish <laughs> and like, that was, that was an entirely different issue. That mm. sucked. I would, it would always feel unnatural to write those. No, but I've been reading all these books that you see in front of you are books that I've been like pouring through recently. Those are some thick books. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like, I'm going through them mainly by chapters just to look at what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to sit through and read the entire thing? No, it's it's literally, it's impossible and just really not, it's not a good idea to try and read through all the literature in a, in a singular field. Do you think they have audiobooks for that? Yeah, but even still, like, I, I learn better when I see the words myself. Listening to the words sometimes is a little more difficult for whatever reason. I would agree with that. Uh, do you ever find that, like... If I can read a sentence over and over again, it's sometimes easier to grasp the meaning behind it instead yeah. of listening to it. Although last, although last night, Kelby was reading to me one of her ca- one of her cases that she had to write a memo, for which she had to write a memo, and I, I found that it was better when she was narrating the uh, the words rather than me reading it. For whatever reason, that worked a lot better. Maybe it's certain people have a better control over their voice, so it's easier to understand. Because sometimes the inner voice in my head kind of just mumbles things. <laughs> Your inner voice mumbles? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> it's just like... to stop. It's just... And then I'm like, oh, I don't really understand that. Have you ever wondered like what your inner voice sounds like? My inner voice sounds like me. Okay, yeah. Because I always thought... Let me read something for a second. See, I don't know. I don't know what voice that is. I assume it's just like my voice. I okay. This is a fun conversation. Have the voice inside your head. Yeah. Because one of my friends, he told me that he doesn't have a voice, and instead, what he has is he visualizes the sentence instead. Like he visualizes the letters and the what? words written out, and he doesn't have a voice in his head. Yeah. I don't understand that. Neither do I. Because in my head, it's just me talking, but in yeah. my head, you ever met those people who um. They can't visualize pictures. Like they just have a complete inability to visualize anything? Yeah. Like I had met someone who couldn't visualize what a mouse was. Really? And only a mouse. Like did he know what a mouse was? He but- knew what a mouse was, but he, he it was impossible for him to visualize in his head mouse. Was it only the mouse or was it like anything? Like if you told him, can you draw me a picture of a chair? He wouldn't be able to do that either. I think it was a, sp- I think it was a select amount of words. No. That he couldn't. That do. must be like some sort of medical anomaly. It is. Then. There's like certain people who can't picture things in their head. Mm. Yeah. One of the shower thoughts that I saw was uh, the the voice inside your head can whisper, but it's still the same volume no matter what you do. It. Stop. Or it. or you can yell with the voice inside your head, but it's still the same volume. <gasps> and now everybody's Stop. starting to do it. Stop. Right. I'm doing how, it. I'm doing it right how now. How dare you? It's like becoming. Painfully aware of breathing, and then you have to start doing it manually. Or blinking. Or blinking, yeah. Yeah, the, the yelling thing especially. Like, when you yell and then whisper in your yeah. head, it's like, it sounds exactly I, the Like, same. I'm doing it right now. Like, I'm going like, ah, da, 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 da. And then I'm, now I'm whispering. Still same volume. Huh. Although the, vo- the, the voice in my head is my voice as I hear it instead of 
how you or how it will sound in mm. the recording. Because hmm. that's still oh, yeah, still the, the skull vibration sound. It's, it's exactly yeah. how I hear it as well. Yeah. Huh. Have we talked about that? Like how how different we think we hear ourselves compared we, to because we, we do. Because I really hate the that sound of my voice. Oh yeah, I still hate. I still I hate the sound does. of my recorded voice. Yeah. <laughs> Posting and editing these videos has been helpful. That pro- yeah, I mean, that must help your relationship with your voice. <laughs> it did a little bit, but I'm still like, I still don't think it sounds like me that much. I, I learned last week that Bless Your Heart is oh, yeah, a absolutely. Great, great one. Have Bless, you heard that one a lot? Bless you? Your Heart is totally backhanded, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. what I, that's like, Southern insults are very backhanded. Yeah. I, I really like that though. Bless your heart. It's like, oh, bless your soul. You're an idiot. Yeah, it's like trying to say it in it's a really like nice you could, way. You couldn't possibly understand what I'm trying to tell you, but it's okay. God made you. Next time, yeah, that's all so it it's is. like you're special in a good way. Exactly. It's so <laughs> backhanded, and I've never had anyone say that to me as of yet. So hope. So here's that just the means you haven't done anything dumb enough for them to try to use it on you. That's right. Next time somebody does something dumb, I'll be like. Bless, Bless your heart, bruv. Be, oh, wow. So you're going you're you're gonna gonna to switch. Everything. You're going to mix everything I'm going to try to mishmash as um, much cultural dialect as I can. A hollow, hollow of dialects. Yeah. Okay. Like me and my roommate senior year, we were like, you know what? Let's try to make cunt an endearing word like, like word. they do in Australia or, or Britain. Yeah. Like I always heard that in Australia, if somebody says mate to you, then they mean business. Yeah. But if they're just like... Hey, you can't. Then they're like, yeah. "Oh, you're my buddy. You're, yeah. my, you're my friend." Mm, we I'm, can do that. I I'm not going to bleep that out because this is America. And that's I can right. Say that's right. And we're free here. Yeah, we have freedom units here. Dingo ate your baby, mate. What? That's the one. My favorite Australian phrase. Dingo ate your dingo. Oh, dingo oh. ate your baby, mate. That is true. Oh my, no, dingo ate your baby, mate. Our, one of my favorite running jokes with German was. Some words in German sound very Australian. Really? Yeah, the like word rise for, of blind. <laughs> kind of. So, like the word for the the word for building in German sounds very much like what, Australian. What is it? It's Gebäude. Gebäude. Oh, that does sound Gebäude. Hauser. Hauser. Gebäude. Yeah. And How then, you doing, mate? <laughs> and then house is Hauser. 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 Oh, I know that word. Or Mauser. Hauser is actually house. That's just word. Hauser, but then. When you change house to be plural houses, it becomes hoiza. Hoiza. Oh, then, that's even more. And then mouse becomes oh, moiza. Moiza. So I used to say like, we have been fine moiza going to hoiza. Changing to an Australian accent halfway through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Look at that big Aren't Mickey moiza. What was the gaboida? Gaboida. Gaboida. You got that really breathy H sound Gaboida. at the end. <laughs> it's um, it reminds me of Getrida. Getrida is is wheat. Mm-hmm. The first day that I was there, I played Catan in yeah. German. So you had to ask for the materials yeah. in German. Hast du lame? Hast du Getrida? And so that just became like a meme for us. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, hast du Schaff? Is that is that which what what are the five? I'll use it next time I play okay. Catan. So. Wheat is getrida. Okay, getrida. Getrida. Sheep is shaf. Shaf? Uh-huh, shaf. Okay. Brick is lame. Lame, just lame. Lame, lame. yeah. Okay. Um, wood is holtz. Holtz. And stone is erz. 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 Nice. Yeah. 
I will use those next time. So when you'd ask someone, you'd be like, Can I get some lame? Hastu lame. Hastu lame. Hastu is that do you have? Yeah, hastu. So yeah, here's another fun uh, another fun thing about grammar in German is when you want to ask a question, normally how it works is that you have your subject and then your verb in position two. But when you want to ask a question, you take your verb and you put it in position one. So mm-hmm. like for instance, hastu lame is do you have any like brick? Or you or for another thing like are you eating apple apples? Yeah. Like is du apfel? Are you eating apples? Are you eating apples? Yeah. Is du apfel? And you could say no. But also <laughs> nah. nine. Nine. Yeah. Or nay. Nay. Nay is very Berlin. Is that like a, the difference of like no or nah? Uh yeah, I suppose. Nay is a little bit more slang. But um, my friend who lived in Germ in Berlin for a while had said like nobody says n-. like nine is hardly ever used and generally people say nay. Mm, yeah, I see. What's yes? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's quite. It's what's uh what what section of Germany does or is it a total stereotype when they're always like yeah this is da da ba like that type oh I, I actually don't know what type of dialect that is you know what I'm talking about though yeah I do maybe that's just like the artsy fartsy like yeah maybe you know like over exaggerated thing yeah southern Deutsch like near Austria is very distinct and you can tell like when people have lived in Austria like their German is because they all sound like Arnold <laughs> yeah they all sound really buff <laughs> um, it's got like a you certain- sound buff. That's a that's not a thing I've ever heard before. You sound you super sound buff. you sound jacked. Dude. Oh wow, you sound super buff over the phone. You sound like a real Deuteronomy. Make sure that- <laughs> What's up, my Deuteronomy? You sound uh, buff today, my dude. Ah, uh, yeah, you know I am sounding very buff. <laughs> also, the the thing where he where, where people say he makes that sound, yeah. he doesn't really actually ever do that in no, no, movies. but but it's just know, a nice, it's a fun thing to do. Like for, it. Yeah, I know. And we we want to believe that he makes that sound. I'm sure he has probably done it like in one scene or something. When he maybe like during Terminator, you you can't say that he's never made it before. Yeah, either. oh, he's probably totally done it before. I mean, if I if I had such an iconic voice, I would just make it regularly. He's incredibly wholesome too. Yeah, he's a nice guy. There's a there's a thing where like some dumbass like tried to drop kick I, him just to get just, yeah, and then he was just like instead of sharing this video, donate to charity or something. I was like, you go, Arnold. You're a good guy. See, I would expect Arnold to answer like, do you remember the one episode of SpongeBob where someone threw a SpongeBob against the really buff dude in front of the salty spittoon, and he goes, "Who threw that piece of paper at me?" <laughs> That's what you would think Arnold would reply to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody just pales in comparison to him. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude, even for an old guy. Yeah. Welcome seen- to the Arnold cast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Arnold cast where we love Arnold. <laughs> I'm talking about, oh, speaking of Arnold, I got Hey Arnold socks on. Oh, wow. What a I coincidence. Wait, wait, let me see. That's so it's awesome. His hair. And then on my left foot, I got Gerald. Wait, where's Gerald? It's his face and his... Oh, I like these. That's super cool. Sock game is part. Oh, here no, let's let's bring it back. Okay. Back to school tip. Uh, make sure game. your sock game is on point. Honestly, if people can't see your socks, like what's the point of wearing socks? Yeah. And if you do have socks, try to add a little bit of flair. They're the easiest thing to change about your outfit while maintaining that low level. Honestly, like I love I love changing up the sock game because like I don't know you can you can be a little wacky with your socks yeah. and like that's so harmless. It's not like you're wearing a. Okay, my biggest pet peeve are those like shitty ass like huge white fill ass shoes. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, so why much. is the, why are those such a like 
I have no idea nowadays. why they're so popular. They're the most ugly things I've ever seen. Would you rather wear those or Crocs? Dude, don't ask me that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they both Pick sound the like lesser of two evils. Crocs for sure, then. At least they're comfy. No, Crocs are, I think, you know, unequivocally not comfy. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I could get away with wearing Crocs. Although there was that one time I brought... I was wearing Crocs to my orthodontist appointment. Mm-hmm. And the orthodontist assistants had made fun of me for it. For wearing Crocs? For wearing Crocs. And I was like, you're <laughs> such an ass. Like... <laughs> They're like, you wear Crocs, by the way, here's your bill. <laughs> yeah, here's your bill. I'm just like, how was that? Like, leave uh, me alone for wearing my Crocs. Did you I see, like my Crocs. Did you see the uh, the guy who made Crocs gloves and then he uh, he got a cease and desist from them? Did he really? Yeah. I think it was because he called them Crocs gloves instead of some generic name for it. But Gator gloves? Yeah. I, Honestly, I, that would have been a lot easier, but that's probably also copyrighted. Probably. But also that guy who makes unnecessary inventions is, is pretty funny. Yeah, he's great. Did you see the last one where he had made a he had made a watch where you could eat your cereal out of it? Is it just like a bowl? It's literally thing? a bowl that you attach to your wrist. <laughs> Does it still have the functionality of telling time or is it just a bowl strapped to your wrist? I think it's wrist? just a bowl strapped to your wrist. Hey man, somebody could use it. So there's an episode of Always Sunny where they raise this question. If you're driving a car and you're eating a bowl of cereal, and somebody bat- and somebody rear ends you, and you you spill your mir- your milk all over the interior of your car. Yeah, the damages are nothing is nothing's wrong on the outside, but your interior is destroyed. Whose fault is that? So you get rear ended. Nothing is wrong on the outside, but yeah. the inside's all milky and cereal. Yeah, because you decided to eat a bowl of cereal on your way to work. Am I trying to claim insurance on this event? I don't know. I just want to know who's at fault. I think it would be on me because I tried, I had the audacity to try to eat cereal at the same time as driving a car. I've eaten dinner while driving. It really sucks. I can eat like sandwiches while I'm driving. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not skillful. Although it's easy. I think I, cause I have done this before. If I got lazy, too lazy to pour a bowl of cereal in a bowl. Yeah. I would fill a tall cup up with that's milk and then you put cereal in and then you can exa- just drink it oh, while getting it. You do the milk before the cereal? Well, it does no, no, I can cereal before milk. I don't know, you start with <laughs> don't, that. I don't, don't know try to pin that. me with this and make I me think. Know. I'd rather be called a mouth breather <laughs> than, than that's, be that's accused another, as a person. That's another good insult is you pour your milk before <laughs> your cereal. That's like, that's oh, the, you're one of those people. That, that's that, like drops the, you to, that drops you to like tier four. That's right like definite tier four. Like I don't want to associate with you if you do that but having the cereal in the cup makes it easier because you can get oh, yeah. the cereal bits and control the amount of milk and it's all in one hand i used to do that i used to do that as a child yeah. or as a kid rather yeah that was the best idea we also had these like we had these tall plastic cups and i would just like scoop and then just pour a bunch of milk <laughs> in there and eat that i'd have like four of those sometimes oh the best was i'd fill it with golden grams and milk yeah yeah, well, Golden Grams were kind of cereal on their own. I love Golden Grams. Oh, wait, I was thinking Teddy Grams. No, Golden Grams, not Teddy the Grams. The square things, right? Yeah, the square, yeah. The square ones that, are, that, are, that look really boring but are great. Dude, don't talk about food. Man, I'm I trying want, to be on a cut. I want Golden Grams now. I mean, 7-Eleven's over there. Yeah, you're right. It's also really late. Yeah, you're right. But Golden Grams, man. Golden Grams are pretty good. Hey, um, eat your breakfast, college t- or uh, back to school tip. Yeah, I... 
unfortunately skipped out on breakfast a lot. Not because I like woke up. Actually, it's exactly because I woke I was up too say, late. I, it was, I think it's because it's, of that. It's not that I was too lazy. It's just that I didn't have time. Although, I try to save food from the day before and then just... I mean, like, poverty special, though. You don't eat breakfast. You don't pay for breakfast. Yeah. Also, yeah. it helps on the cut. That's true. It helps on the cut. You didn't consume as many calories. You just got to co- just eat, drink coffee for breakfast. Yeah. Honestly, like, you lose weight. I avoided coffee, and I have still avoided coffee because I don't want to develop a reliance on caffeine to get me through the day. Oh, okay. The way I always did it is I'd just eat a bunch of candy and get a sugar rush. Your, the crash um, is probably way worse, but... Your, like, unwillingness to have coffee normally would sink you down another tier, but I think because it, you sound so pretentious about it, I'm going to put you up a oh, tier. okay. Yeah, right. so... Thanks. It, yeah. It, it canceled itself out. Yeah, it's a net I like, zero. I like coffee flavored things, so I yeah. think I'd probably that brings you up I, another I, tier. I, like so. coffee flavored ice cream is great. Yeah, I think it's just the caffeine part of it. I try try and relegate myself to only one cup of coffee per day, and then during the weekends I don't drink coffee in in the morning. Or do you yeah. use it to keep to uh, no, if no, you're no. falling asleep and then you? Use I it use to- it primarily in the morning because I'm not a morning person, and it helps me wake up. And when I don't have too much coffee, that dopamine hit is just so heavy every time. Like, I don't know. Have you ever had like a really good hit of dopamine after some coffee? Not after coffee, but in general, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes like when I, after I have coffee, I get so positive and really? it's like, yeah, it's like the world is new and it's my oyster and I can do so many things. And then like four hours later, it's like, I'm going to die. The world is not my oyster. The it is, is in fact a great white shark. <laughs> Do you, do you get like uh, headaches if you don't get your coffee in the morning? I know that some people. That no, some I people. I don't have much of a dependence on coffee. I, I like to have it in the morning because it's like it's nice. The bitterness the bitterness wakes me up and like yeah. Do you drink your coffee straight black? Black. Mm. Although Kelby's bought this thing recently that's been really good. It's like a mixture of like almond milk and coconut milk. Really, it's really good. I was so surprised when I had it. But yeah, normally I just like I normally go black. Sometimes if the coffee's not good, I'll put cream in it. Yeah. Um, but that that really depends on the coffee itself. Well, I mean, you know what they say. Once you go black, you probably don't need to add a lot of cream to it. That's right. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's for, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Back to back to school tip. Back to school. Drink coffee if you need it. Although I have heard that some people say when you drink your coffee or get your caffeine, it kind of depends on like what state you're in. So if you're in the act of waking up, it'll help you wake up faster. But if you're like crashing and then you have caffeine, it kind of oh. just makes it worse. Yeah. And it, it'll just tired. mean that you're tired and your heart's beating faster. Yeah. Like that <laughs> That's mean, probably the worst yeah, combination. That really does suck. I remember not sleeping one night last year because I was I had to stay up and do a project. Yeah. And I, I remember like the sun rose and I got ready and I took a shower and then I had a, a, a cup of really strong coffee, like something that it was really high in caffeine. And I was still tired. And I just like, I'm but like, your heart was beating. Yeah, really I was fast. like, wow, I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack right now. <laughs> and that's what it felt like the entire class. Just horrible. When it's like it's so silent, but then Honestly, you can just hear your heart beating. Never again will that happen. Like that that day was such a mess. I couldn't function, and like I had so much to do that day. I remember um, I was walking down the street. And when you're so tired, you're you can only really focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And I remember like being so afraid or being so like astonished and surprised by a runner who ran past me because I just, I had this tunnel vision of only what was in front of me. And like, I'm walking in this direction and this runner ran past me and I flipped my shit because I had no idea he was there. 
Yeah, and then I drove a lot, and so that was like not a good oh, idea. That's probably scary. Oh yeah, that was stupid. But like, also I had to work. So, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So that's another one is sleep. Like, yeah, get your get your sleep. Um, yeah. Everybody I know they say recommended is eight hours, but it can vary from person to person. I normally went for seven. Yeah. And seven I, I seven works with me as well. Like I don't know, I was tired, but also like I wasn't so tired that I couldn't function. Once you get to six, like six gets a little pushy. Yeah. Six is like I need a nap. Yeah, and anything less than six is just not enough. Yeah. yeah. Five five was my minimum to not not be a total zombie, but yeah. it was like I'm 100% taking a nap when I get back. Have you heard about those like those people who try and switch their routine so that they sleep less during the day? Like the the four hour split. Yeah, but then there's more too. There's like there's some people who like they they only sleep two hours of the day, but they take these really strong naps. Like they take they'll take like a twenty minute nap. Yeah. Like four or five times during the day, and they're awake for the rest of it. Oh. Yeah. That kind of sucks. For me, naps don't count unless I'm, like, actually unconscious. What do you mean? Like, I can't just lay down on a couch and close my eyes oh. while still, like, listening to everything around me and mm. count that as a nap. Like, I have to be, like, oh. actually asleep. Yes, of course. For that to count. Sometimes I try to nap and I normally can't. It's just too much. It depends. I've, I've realized recently that I have to be physically exhausted in order to fall asleep well and, like, mm. actually stay asleep for the majority of time. Yeah. Because I have... Been having lots of bouts of insomnia Why? for some. I don't know, dude. But the days after I have a good workout or like doing something physical, like volleyball today, I'm probably yeah. gonna be able to sleep pretty well. Nice. I don't know. I, I've learned that uh, apparently 90 minutes is more or less how long it takes to go through a sleep cycle. Yes. So instead of just saying eight hours, uh, a lot of sleep doctors in recent times have been recommending try to do. Uh, your sleep schedule in multiples of that 90 minutes. So yeah, whatever that is. So let's see that. Probably, an hour and a half. Yeah. So multiples probably, of three. So, so three, four and a half, six. Nine hours or six hours. But like I said, give or take. Seven and a half works. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah. That's usually I what I try to do. that's normally what goes for me as well. Is like I normally wake up well after seven and a half hours. Like if I go to bed at 12 and I wake up at 730, it yeah. means that I've done a good job. Yeah. Although... One of the other things that I've come to realize recently is I don't really remember the last time I slept through fully all the yeah, way. Like, neither do I. I, I have, probably ever since like college started, I wake up like maybe once or twice, and not yeah. just to like go pee or something because that happens occasionally, but like I mean just sleeping like the full seven and a half, eight hours. Like yeah. I, I always inevitably wake up and then have to go back, fall back asleep. And it sometimes happens really quick, but then I'll have to go back to sleep and it's just like, ugh, this is a slog. Yeah, it doesn't, ha- it, like, I normally get up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, like, just have to. It, it depends on the, ske- it depends on my sleep schedule too. Like, I normally get up after, like, two cycles. Yeah. Um, I've noticed it. Like, if I go to bed at 12, I wake up at 3. If I go to bed at 11, I wake up at 2. Oh. It normally happens, like, after the second cycle, I get up. Interesting. So. You ever have that sometimes point where you're like, you want to go back to sleep, but you're kind of like, I already woke up and there's no point, so I might as well just stay up. Yeah, I try really hard not to have that in the middle of the night. Sometimes it's really dangerous. Like if I like cross a certain point of being awake where my mind starts being more active, I'll stay up. Yeah. And then that sucks because it ruins my entire schedule. Yeah. But get your sleep. That's a back to school tip. Yeah. Eat a lot as well or eat enough. One thing about eating that 
well, at least in terms of being physical for me, yeah, that totally changed my outlook on how I eat is that in conjunction with working out, instead of working out in order to eat, it should be you should eat in order to work out. Yes, and that's a really interesting thing because normally like your relationship with food is so, with a lot of people, it's like, oh, I need to work out so I can eat. Yeah. And that's like, I think, an incorrect way of looking at food. Yeah. I, I look at food in a way that's like, yeah, it's exactly like what you had said where you eat in order to do things. Yeah. Like I need energy in order to make this happen, so I need to eat. Yeah, instead of viewing it as a reward that yeah. you can only attain by doing physical activity. Yeah. But yeah, that changed my outlook on it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's a good. And, point. That, and that's interesting too, because like it's a common viewpoint to have where like eating is a reward, right? Because unfortunately, and we, and we glorify we glorify food in a such in a, such a way where it's like if I work out today, I deserve to eat this. But rather, it's like if you did if you took a few more steps like with your food, you wouldn't have to be so like strict about it. Yeah, yeah. Eat enough. Eat enough. And eat enough and sleep enough. I, I honestly, it's some of the best advice. Like. For anyone and going back to school. Yeah. Also, uh, if you have to write papers and stuff or you need books, Google yeah. that shit. Make your Google Google search more accurate. Put quotation marks yeah. before and after the exact phrase. Sometimes it'll show up on Quizlet if you're looking up like a specific question. And uh yeah, that'll be ten out of ten. Make some make some group chats with your classmates or yeah. friends in other classes because passing knowledge along is Ten out of ten. If they have old tests or something that you can study off of, I did that. No, probably the majority of my class classes. Yeah, gotta get get info when you can. What else is there? Make friends with your professors. Make friends. Yeah, that's yeah. good. They're professionals in their industries, and that's why it's also important that you go to class and you be good. Yeah, like I don't know, always take everything seriously. You don't have to be a straight A student. Yeah, but still try to put in effort. Yeah, I mean it's better, of course, if you can. Yeah. What else? Um, but don't let it consume you. Yeah. Drafting pencils are always better than regular pencils. What's a drafting pencil? A drafting pencil is like what a um what like an architect would use. It's a it's a metal pencil with a really nice frame. And normally the it has like a tip that allows the uh allows the lead to have to be more firm. I have a graph or a drafting pencil that's really nice because um it's a Pentel five hundred. The Pentel one thousand is my favorite, but I've lost two of them already, so I'm gonna wait. On, on that. It sounds like it's uh, almost getting the the uh, fountain pen addiction territory. I'm really trying not to get into that sort of territory because once you get into a, once you get into like good fountain pens, I think it's too. Hard yeah, to get I almost out of did it. that because I was interested in calligraphy for a bit. Oh yeah, and everyone was like, you, "If you're going to get into calligraphy, you should get a good fountain pen." And I was like, "Huh," but I also looked at them, and some of them are really expensive. You know, some of them run up like two hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. for a fountain pen, and I'm like, at that point, what are you really buying? Yeah. Like, What's the point? Plus, my handwriting isn't good enough to justify that. I had practiced calligraphy for a while, but I'm very out of practice. Now it's like people say, like, my writing is neat. It's just like I have a good shorthand. Like, I have a good mixture of cursive and not in print. If you have to write something for somebody else, does it look radically different than when you write things for yourself? Because mine is pretty different. Yeah. If I'm writing something for someone else to see, I'll just make sure that's very clear. Yeah. My like my font is the same, but like when I'm writing only for myself, I take more scratchy notes. Yeah. Like, same here. You know, my, my notes look like chicken scratch, really. Or it's only decipherable by you and probably yeah. not by anyone yeah. And sometimes only, sometimes decipherable by me. I remember I took, I had to take notes for something and I remember going back to the notes and being like what the hell did I write like does this even make sense in the way that it is oh one more thing the last one I have is understand that you can only do so much learning during the day 
Some at some point you have to stop. As in take a break? Well, take a break or just stop for the entire day. You know, you can only do you can only put so much effort into an entire day. And like once you can't do it, you know, you have to understand the cutoff between good work and like not fruitful work. Huh. You know, like I think once you understand yourself enough to understand where your unfruitful work happens, like, you know, your life just gets better. Like for instance, I, I kind of stop working after 10 o'clock just because like anything that I do after 10 o'clock is just going to be BS. Yeah. It's going to be like half-assed work and I'd rather not have that. And so like I'll work throughout the day and I know my limits about how much I can work at a given time and the, before I have to take a break. And so I follow those and then like I work as much as I can. And then at a certain point when I'm, fe- when I'm really feeling that like I'm not actually learning anything and I'm just skimming, then I stop. That's a good, good piece of advice you got there. Yeah. Could sell yeah. that at a high price. I'm selling this on sale though. But um like your piece of advice and knowing when your effort is waning. Yes. My effort is also waning right now. Yes. I'm getting pretty sleepy. But also this episode's been going long, so Yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. I'll cut it up and stuff. Yeah. But this is our returning episode just to get back into the groove of it. So sorry for our rambling that has mostly been it's been like a quarter Arnold quarter speaking about german and other languages yeah quarter world events and a quarter, and a quarter of back to school yeah so really big, the most ec- the most eclectic group of things hey but you know what if you're still here listening to us and i don't know who you are yeah i want to express how much i love you yeah and that love is very sexual thank you for sticking with us long enough it's jp really likes it his uh the shirt is now coming off, and mm, it's probably a mm, good time mm, to... Mm, oh, there goes the pants. Uh, yep. Okay, and it's probably a good time to end it right here. Uh, bye. Bye.